Welcome to Neighbours, the podcast where we recap the week that's just gone on Neighbours and have a great time. And we are coming to you from the Pirate Net Studios. I'm Vaya. I'm CJ. They let us in here to Pirate Net. <laughs> so they, no one else is doing shows at the moment. No, everyone else is busy with the football. Yeah. Yeah. Like and Nate. <laughs> kick to kick. Yeah. So let's now, okay, we were a bit spoilt last week with the blue box, Carl and Susan's we blue were. box. Yeah. We didn't really get that much cheeky fun. No. This and week. We, but, I mean, we've been spoilt because we had a big drama very early on in the week. Yeah. With the party. And, you know, that, that normally happens on a Friday night, really. Exactly. I yeah. was wait. I kept waiting. Oh, no, we've already had the big party. Yeah. So at the start of the week, Georgia and Kyle's party ends in tragedy. A ghost from Paul's past reappears and Daniel's shock announcement makes tensions boil over. That's the blurb from Foxtel. So we finished last week with this mysterious British lady bursting into the pub and telling... British. We've decided on British. Yes. I feel like she said it, but also her accent slips. But I think her accent is de- is deliberate. Yeah, it's not normal. She's not normal. No. no. Well, she bursts into the pub, kisses Paul, then slaps him. Mm-hmm. And Paul's confused. Yeah, and we, we <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, that's right. I had a brain tumor once. This could this woman could be from then." And his excuse about not remembering her is, "I've I've been with a lot of attractive women, <laughs> most that lie to me." Yeah, well, <laughs> re- reminding us that a lot of women in Paul's life have low standards. Yeah, and so this woman is basically trying to convince Paul that she's some. Love from his past and mm. he and owes had a her. Really special relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So really sp- intense. So special that now he owes her and she has these she's been having these mustache twirly kind of conversations on the phone mm. to Carlos. Carlos in South America about how she's gonna scam Paul. And I think Paul and this woman talked about Carlos, like Carlos is real, right? Like, yeah. we, we know about Carlos. I can't remember Carlos. I don't know Carlos. No, but they okay. kept addressing him on the phone as Carlos. Yep, okay. So, but I feel like Paul knows Carlos as well. I guess. Yeah, okay. Paul's got no clue at the moment. He's yeah. like, what the Just hell? whatever. Oh, you're attractive. I'll give you a, a, a few thousand dollars. <laughs> and she, so, whatever her name is, Dakota. Oh, I don't even think she knows her name because in the credits she's listed as Dakota Davies. But when she said her name, she said Dakota Davis. So, I don't think they've <laughs> oh, worked dear. out what her name is yet. So she, her big thing is she wants Paul to help her open a bar, mm. which I don't think is a very good scam. I just think it's a great business idea for yeah. that street. But also, like, I feel really upset for the waterhole because, I mean, Paul owns that and yeah. Sheila's got a job there and they've started doing breakfast. But I think we could introduce some healthy competition into oh, yeah. the nightlife. Maybe it could be like a real, like, smarmy bar. Well, so that, and this leads me perfectly into the big event of the week, mm. so that Important parties don't have to take place always at the same pub. That's true. That's true. And there could be two important parties on the same night. We had two events. We had George's Hens Night this Mm -hmm. week and Kyle's Bucks Night, Mm -hmm. which Chris organised. He organised both of them and then they come together at the end. And it was a Gatsby-themed party. But they spent so much time organising all those costumes that poor old Georgia had to have her half of the party inside the house. Was it her house? Um, yeah, a house, and then they went. Oh, and then the boys just went to the where they do the Pilates. Yeah, out on the lawn. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, they put croquet down. Yeah, they that's told, right, croquet. They told all the Pilates people to move, and they had. So this is why we need another bar. Yes, yeah, and true. then they came together at the yeah. pub. Yeah. So I just thought, Chris, you know, you did a lot of work organizing costumes. You could have put a bit more thought into the venue. Yeah, yeah. I also I felt a bit weird that Chris organized both. Yeah. 
Well, firstly, like if Kate was alive, obviously she would have organized the hens. Yeah, yeah. But I also felt like, oh, you're gay, so exactly. you could you you know both genders, and he has to go to both parties. Yeah, and I just I don't know. I felt a little weird about that. I just think if if that's the way you're going to play it then you might as well all just have a joint party from all the beginning. together in the waterhole. Because <laughs> because at George's house they were playing some kind of weird Wheel of Fortune of Awkward Questions game. Oh, what you know about Kyle kind of games. Yeah, and, mm. and, and have you ever kissed a girl? Wasn't Paige like, oh, yeah. Yeah, Paige is like, who hasn't? <laughs> That's right. This is why I love Paige. She's just the best. <laughs> She's like, who are these people in Erinsborough that aren't kissing girls? Yeah. And then Georgia goes, no, I haven't. She's a country girl. Of course she hasn't. And then Lauren just gives her a kiss on the lips. Oh, that's right. Ew. <laughs> Which I feel like they're probably possibly related. <laughs> possibly related. Really strange age dynamic there. But hey, hey, they gave it a go. And I must say, I was a little bit, I was a little bit impressed with Lauren in this, in the Gatsby scenes because I thought she looked amazing Mm. she really suited that look Mm. and she just looked gorgeous and I just got a bit over Matt just not giving her any time of day I know I really want her to I just really want her to hook up with Brad again Oh, really? You're starting to feel their chemistry. Yes. Three weeks ago, you weren't on Team Anything. No, that was no, and now, no. now you're completely behind the affair. Definitely. Yeah. I want another one. Well, it could happen. We've still got an interview finale to happen. The more they say nothing's going on, the more I want something to be going on. No. Well, I think it would be better if we found out a secret about Cop Dad. Like maybe he dresses as a woman in oh. his spare time or something. That would be excellent. That would validate all of the boring scenes he's really had so would. far. They've got, they've got to be working on something. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> so just before this party, Josh is busted in the spa with Naomi and Colette Nan grabs him by the ear and drags him over to his mum's, his mum and dad yep. to fess up about this affair. And if you want to get busted by anyone, it's not Colette Nan. No. No. And I was a little bit disappointed about the family's reaction to Josh, 18-year-old Josh going out with 40-year-old Naomi and having canoodle, canoodling in the outdoor spa. They just looked at him and shook their heads. That was about it. Yeah, they didn't feel that he was a victim. <laughs> I reckon if Imogen was doing the same with um, the guy oh. that she wanted to go out with, what was his name again? His name? Isaac? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. They wouldn't have liked that. No, she would be cut out of the family, I think, if she had some yeah. kind of scandalous affair. Therese is pretty cut and dry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, they were just like, oh, Josh. Oh. You've got some issues, mate. Yeah, get your life together. Get more people at that gym. So I thought that I was a bit disappointed that there wasn't a big explosion. I feel like Therese really could have gone and had steamrolled over Naomi. When we want, when we actually want Therese to shout and have to rage, she doesn't. She's no. mellow. No, but she has calmed down significantly. She this did. Week. She had a really calm week. Yeah. So Therese pulls Naomi aside and says, "What are you doing? He's a kid. You need to break up with my son." And Naomi's like, "Okay." <laughs> Yeah, she's like, yeah, that's right. I don't want feelings with this business. I was just after the bit of yum, yummy young meat. Yeah. Pretty much. So the, I love that turnaround. Naomi's just like, wow, I, that was a really poor life decision. Thank you for pointing that out to me. <laughs> and immediately breaks up with him. Yeah. And like can't even wait until the end of a party. No. Just says, oh, I'm going to go and find him. I'm going to go and source him out at his friend's party and tell him we're through. Yeah. Job done. And she dropped him like a hot potato and did not look back for the rest of the week. No. No regrets. She was suddenly an adult that didn't want to hook up with an 18-year-old yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's like she got memory wiped. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so that takes us into the engagement party and that's where Daniel gets overexcited and announces that he's engaged <sighs> to Amber. Daniel. Daniel. Oh, my God. I know that Amber isn't a Rhodes Scholar, right? I get it. Yeah. But really, this guy is an idiot. (laughs) And I know you've got to date the idiots when you're young. Yeah, but you don't have to marry them. No. And really, to be honest, on Ramsey Street, if you get engaged young, there's a large chance you're going to die. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Yeah. And... Or get pregnant or he'll die while she's pregnant. Callum should have left. When Callum was going through all those history books of of Ramsey Street, Mm. he should have left a few for the new neighbours to read. He should have. But Daniel, like, really, I'm sorry, but how inconsiderate. A, to announce your engagement (laughs) and someone else's hens and bucks party. After your girlfriend has already told you she wants to keep it a secret. Yeah. And then when the the ex-boyfriend who you stole her off is there. Yeah. And you keep calling him mate. Oh. And then he's just like he's got this bright-eyed look. I love Amber with these big open eyes and I just – I'm sorry. I, and they keep uh, putting him in caftans. I just <laughs> – why is he always in caftans? He's worldly. Oh, I, he's, he drove all the way from Queensland to Melbourne. <laughs> probably in that same caftan. Yeah, oh. he's ridiculous. And then Brad says, I'm just glad Edmonton wouldn't do something so stupid. And then Biffo. There's a bit of Biffo. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sorry. He's right. He's right. <laughs> yeah. Imogen wouldn't have a bar of that. I mean, she would. She would marry him in a heartbeat, apparently. Actually, yeah. it's just that he's not asking. No. <laughs> but she she probably wouldn't create this ridiculous relationship in which um, it has to be done in and getting I ca- married. And I kind of love Imogen when she's used sparingly. Like, she didn't have much to do this week, but she was just, after that whole bombshell the engagement, she went, I'm going home. I'm over this. And she just leaves. And then later in the week when her brother's, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, and, we'll, and, get, we'll get to it. But yeah. later in the week, she's just like, oh, what did you do? Just walking around casting judgment and then going home. She does. But she also looks up some legal articles because she oh, can yeah. she can speak the law. Yes. Yeah. She yeah. can yeah. read Which Google and translate. Poodle. So poor old Chris, he's really busy at the party. Yeah, he's got two mm. parties to organise and then we find out that Nate has this violent past. Yeah, which we, I mean, we had an indication, but now it's solid. Yeah, Detective Mechanic got a phone call mm. and confirmed his sources. Yeah. Oh, and did you notice there was a couple of hints about the fact he might rejoin the police force? <gasps> yes. Yeah. So they were like, Dad Cop was like, you've got to leave it alone. You're not a cop anymore. Yeah, stop doing my job, Yeah, pal. so I feel like, yeah, he's... Uh, by the end of the year, I reckon he's going to be a cop again. Yeah, and he's, yeah, he's going to. It'll happen just like that. And he'll out, well. he'll out cop dad cop. Oh yeah, he'll be like detective. What whatever. What do you reckon, dad is? Maybe sergeant. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they could get like a law and order special victims unit thing going on, like webisodes. Yeah, <laughs> that would be excellent. <laughs> what would it be? Aaron's Aaron's police petty crimes unit. Yeah, petty crimes unit. Because yeah. let's hope there's no special victims unit. No, in Aaron's <laughs> borough. No, they can't talk about it in that time slot. No. So Josh starts drinking at this party and we know he can't drink. He can't drink. He turns into a 14-year-old girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like um, like Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. <laughs> and so it brings us to this climax of this party where Josh is thrown out because he gets immediately drunk. Mm. He drinks like one martini or whatever he has. Yeah. And and it gets to him in 35 seconds. Yeah. And then he's he has a bit of a altercation with Daniel and... And, you know, but who can blame him? Yeah. Maybe he would have done that sober. Yeah. And then he go, heads on outside. Chris pulls him on outside. Okay, this is the weird bit. So some random is out the front of the pub mm. and Josh gets thrown out and then the random takes umbrage with the fact that this stranger's been kicked out of the pub and yeah. wants to 
have a go at Chris. Yeah, I feel like this guy's been kicked out of a few pubs. What is, this guy had a vested interest in this situation. He did. So firstly, maybe there already is a competing pub because this guy wasn't sober. True. I don't think. So maybe there is already a competing yeah. bar that, that Paul's just going to buy. And then Dakota can yeah. do it up. She can set it up. Um, just she'll put a couple of signs up and yeah. that'll be it. Um, but I don't understand what this guy's problem was. No. He just he really wanted to be involved. Was he a guest? He wasn't dressed up in Gatsby. He was just hanging around outside. I think he was just hanging around. I think he was just a loiter. Really weird. I kept thinking it was going to come back and it was going to be it, he was going to be to, to blame. Technically, I think he still is. Not technically, Ooh. like in my heart, that's what I feel. I don't think Josh did it. And this guy's got to be connected somehow to one yeah. of them. Yeah, I think you know how some. Well, yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about the the hit. Yes, the hit. Yeah. So Chris comes out of the venue. We all see it from an attacker's point of view, and mm. then wham, Chris is knocked out. Mm. And he falls into the bushes, <laughs> not onto the pavement, no. just straight into the bushes, which he did last time as yeah. well. And it was reminiscent of when um, Kate got killed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's always falling in the bushes. Nice, A, a nice cushiony landing yeah. for people that get attacked. Yeah, and then we're left to find out. We've got a bit of a whodunit. Everyone had an angle to witness different parts of different arguments. Yeah, and there was lots of different shot angles and stuff. It was quite interesting. Yeah, and because yeah. Lauren was, this is what I found interesting, waiting for a taxi at the front of the waterhole. Don't they live a block away? That's a good point. Who They walk there often. Wh- which taxi driver is taking the fare from the waterhole to the street? Well, maybe it's because she was in high heels. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I respect that choice. Yeah. And... Just want to point out that Sonia's costume did not look like it was from the 20s. It looked like it was from a travelling carnival. <laughs> Sonia always looked like she's from a travelling carnival. She looked like she was a gypsy fortune teller mm. and had stopped off on this party on her way home. Yeah, what a little sweetheart. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, she had a great time dancing to 20s production music. Yeah. So, in the next episode, we come out of immediately Georgia and Kyle discovering Chris in the bushes and mm-hmm. call, the, call the ambulance. Mm-hmm. And... Nate comes home where Susan is homesick with a cold. Poor Susan didn't get to go to the Gatsby no. party. And she I would know. have looked amazing. Yeah, she would have with her hair. She could have put, put one of those headbands that goes around the front of the head like that with a yeah. feather coming out. Yeah. Would have been really cute. Cute. Yeah. She had to stay home. Was Carl there? Carl's on shift. Carl's on shift for the entire week. Yeah, he was. He worked a bit. Carl didn't have one lunch break. Yeah, mm. maybe maybe Susan's on contract at the school. Yeah. So if she's got a cold... Carl's got to pull the, pull the double shifts. Yeah. Maybe she doesn't get paid. So Nate is, is – he's a bit spacey. He's a bit space cadet. Something's up. And we don't really find out all week what is going on and why he's so spacey. You know, I think Nate just has a lot of problems. Yeah. Although I'm not really 100%, 100% sure he didn't do the hit. Yeah. Because he was spacey. He's got a violent past. He wasn't surprised when he found out about the, the hit. No, he wasn't. Hit, and he didn't know how to react, but he did get really sweet later in the week. So yeah, oh my god, it was the highlight, my highlight of the week. Yeah. So then we learn he, that Chris was coward punched, and they have yep. jumped onto this new term without mm. a moment's hesitation. Yeah, it was a coward punch. Yeah, and I like I was pretty excited when they first said it. Yeah, because they said what he was coward punched or yeah. something like that. And then they, they progressed and it built up throughout the week that they, this term kept being used. They ran with it all week, and I was. <sighs> In reality, there would be a bit of discussion among your group 
about what to call this term. Someone would have said king hit. Yes. And Imogen would have got uppity. Exactly. And said, no, 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 we don't call it that. My brother's a coward. Yeah, we don't call it that anymore. Yeah. So I was a bit disappointed that it wasn't handled that way. They just Mm. all jumped onto coward punch like a media release had gone around and they all read it that day. We've never heard the word king hit. No. No. And Carl knew what it was. He was right on it. Yep. And um, he, I mean, he, he apparently comes across this a lot at Erinsborough Hospital. Yeah. This is common. Exactly. Yeah. And then so he was knocked out for the whole week pretty much. Yeah. So we don't get any more about Chris. And then Josh stumbles into the hospital Mm. because he's drunk because he had too much to drink. Oh, yeah. He's been vomiting. They gave him a bucket. Yeah. That was Carl's resolution. (laughs) The the, the doctors at the hospital have buckets on standby. (laughs) And I don't know. Do they have to give him a shot? Yeah, that's right. He has an enzyme deficiency. So they have to give him like a shot or something. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, they were, you know, he stumbles in there and he doesn't know at this point that he's done the hit. No. No. And then he just remembers. Yeah. And Nate, so Nate eventually gets it together and goes and visits Chris at the hospital, but isn't, is just pretty blasé about the fact that his boyfriend's been knocked unconscious by a mm. coward. Mm. By a coward. <laughs> yeah, he's just sort of like, oh, he'll be right. I think he sort of went to go back to bed or yeah. something. And Susan's like, um... <laughs> Should probably get down there. <laughs> and even when the, when the cops come round, when Mark and Brennan, the new double act, come <laughs> round and Susan's like, oh, I think he's gone to the hospital. You don't even know. No. <laughs> You've got a loose cannon living in your house. And why didn't Susan go with him to the hospital? Take no. some codrill and go to the hospital, well, Susan. she's got, what has she got again? A cold. No, no, her, oh. her over, MS. MS. So she probably, when she's got a cold, she probably isn't allowed to do anything. Yeah, she doesn't want it to flare up. Yeah, oh, that's right. They call it flare up. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, meanwhile, Amber's pissed at Dan because he spilled the beans on the engagement and Brent, Brennan, dad cop comes down to the to the waterhole where the guests are still partying, can I just say. <laughs> <laughs> the guests of honour have there's gone, no need have to left. Stop the party. <laughs> Someone might be dead, yeah. but there's no need to the stop. The engaged couple have left. Half of the guests have left, but there's still people in their 20s. You know what? The have... bar tab's still open. <laughs> no one remembered to close that. Okay, they're all brilliant. Who's serving it, by the way? Because Sheila's not there. She's no. at the hospital. Oh, one of those extras that she talks oh, yeah. to sometimes. Yeah, yeah. They Ooh, got, do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah stack yeah. the dishwasher. They've got they got the shift. I, and I think they've since opened the venue up to the public as well. Yeah. So all of Erinsborough is now drinking this bar tab. That's yeah. right, because yeah. there was there seemed to be a private function, but now everyone else is in. Maybe when Chris fell, because there was an A-frame that said private function. Maybe yeah. when he fell, he took that sign down with him, <laughs> and then everyone came in. All the extras. Probably all, that guy came that in. That guy and all his mates yeah. were just waiting for that sign to come down. Yeah. Which gives extra motivation for that guy to have punched him. Yeah, exactly. That was what he wanted. Yeah. He was like, take that sign down with you. I'm getting on my drink on. I want that bar tab. Mm. And then Josh, at the end of the episode, confesses Yeah, to the punch. Really rather quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I felt like we we warmed up to the fact that this was going to happen over, like, a week. And then it all happened in, like, that one night. Yeah. Tuesday. Well, yeah. That's <laughs> Probably why I underlyingly think that Josh didn't really do it. Yeah. Because it's it's been resolved really quickly. Maybe he like punched a lamppost or something yeah. and his memory's <laughs> Oh, Daniel. <laughs> Daniel does look like a lamppost. He particularly does. because the lamppost. about as thick. <laughs> and particularly because the lampposts in the street have been yarn bombed. And That's true. They look like <laughs> There's probably one with a face on it. And uh, a knitted caftan. No. <laughs> so he thought he was punching Daniel. That's my theory and I'm sticking to it. Mm. And we go into we go into Wednesday and there's all these flashbacks where Josh is trying to blurrily talk his way through his mm. evening with his newfound Darth Vader breathing. 
Yeah. He's in the cop shop going, hi, I was. <sighs> I love when they go all film noir in the cop, in the yeah. cop shop as well. And they turn the lights yes. off. And, and I love that um, the family couldn't come in with him because he's 18. Yeah. Yeah. Because normally Therese would have, she would have liked to be right there. Holding I his think. hand. Yeah, I think so. And oh. there's never a light on in that interview room. No, though. they've only got a little torch. I think it's actually the globe's blown hmm. and no one's fixed it. Yeah. I mean, they don't really have many resources. No. No. Considering the the depth of crime they deal with at that station for a tiny little suburban station, they yeah. should have more resources. Definitely. It should be a big complex, really. That's why the, that's why they've got the mechanic, the local mechanic in helping to solve crimes. They've got murders, coward punches. Like, this is only in the last few weeks, really. Yarn bombing. Can I just ask a quick question yes. about um, Chris? Because I was out of the neighbour's scene for a little dip mm-hmm. when his boyfriend went to prison. You know what? Me too. <laughs> oh, damn. See, so I don't know because I feel like maybe he's just really attracted to violent people. Well, the probably. Yeah, that makes sense because I don't know how this guy went. To, like, I don't know the circumstances, but he's there for a while. I think you know because because that actor had to go and do an SBS show. So oh, they probably okay. had to write him out. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna have to perfect blend that one. Yeah, maybe if you could, and we could. Yeah. we could have a discussion on his. Reliance on the violent man and Chris, Chris's problematic relationship choices, mm. not unlike Amber's problematic yeah. relationship choices. Oh, God. Yep. So, Therese jumps to action. She wants to lawyer up. Yeah. And when you lawyer up on Ramsey Street... Tony. Tony. Tony does not want a bar of this case. Yeah. And by the way, they're obsessed with getting Tony. <laughs> like, only last week he was sorting out who owned the purple car. Yeah. Like... Really? You can't go to Tim Collins? No, I was really sad we didn't get a Tim Collins cameo because Tony said, I'm going to give you a list of lawyers and you can look up the best one. Yeah, I'm sure Tim Collins was on that list. Tim Collins is really needing some work lately. Yeah, and I feel like, really, you have to be obsessed with Toadie? They should have had it that Brad wanted Toadie and Therese wanted a better lawyer. Yeah, Therese should want Tim Collins. Yeah. And Tim Collins is on retainer at Lassiter's. Yeah. We've, we've thought about that a few times, I think. No, but for some reason, they all want Toadie. That's he mu- really weird. He's, he must have done some great work on that case. He was working on Gabbana and Sons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was doing some paperwork later in the week and he says to, to Naomi, oh, can you fax that off to Gabbana and Sons? Yeah, and then he did that, that Spanish that, that group. I feel like he's entering more into corporate law. He's, well, he yeah. did that stint at the soul-sucking lawyer zombie firm in the city, yeah, which and was then corporate he law. His little freelance when he went to Brazil. Brazil? I don't know. I don't know. But for some reason, this family wants a corporate lawyer to handle their son's assault charge. Yeah, why not? And Therese gets immediately sus on Nate, and and she knows that Lauren witnessed Nate acting aggressively, and she wants Lauren to tell the cops that Nate was acting really suspiciously. Yeah, and so she heads on in, like in Therese fashion, like a little fire truck, and says, well... I've got something on you. Yeah. You kissed my husband. So basically you need to. If you want to be my friend, you'll lie to the police. Yeah. And mm, Awkward. You know what? When you've got Susan around, you don't need to raise as a friend. No. No. You don't because Susan's got lots of advice and Carl's a doctor. Yeah. And he can what do be. You need, what do you need to raise for? I don't know. I felt like everyone was a bit like, Therese, calm down. Cool your son is your a pathological, like, coward. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So you just need to shut up and put up pretty much was the way people reacted. And you know what? I kind of respect her because firstly, I feel like Josh didn't do it. Secondly, <laughs> if your son is about to go, because these people, they go to prison for yeah. a long time. If Imogen's Googling taught us nothing. Yeah. It's that. And I like how she called it one one punch hit. 
Yeah, one, that's one, right. pu- one punch offenders. Oh yeah, she yeah. used a different term. Yeah, and yeah, they can go to jail for twenty years, according to wait, I wrote it down. The search engine. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and it was hilarious. It's the a train. Engine. It's got a train as its <laughs> yeah. um, logo. Yeah, and I feel like she could upgrade to more of an academic journal search maybe next year when she yeah. goes to uni. Yeah, yeah, she can use the um, Eden Hills Uni yeah. uh, Library internet. Yeah. And then we we get to the most most brilliant moment of the week, which is this moment where the Willises strut down their street to this rock music and they're walking down the street and then I think it's Kyle yells out, coward. Oh, that's right. Oh, and everyone's just jumping out. Like yeah. it's much like Paul's press releases a few weeks before, like suddenly the whole situation and there was journalists, I think. Yeah. Well, the journalists do come back because in the opening of the next episode, we've got this media throng, the same 12 journalists that harassed Paul mm-hmm. want to harass Imogen. They're at the front of the police station, I think now. Yeah, they want to quote from Imogen about her fallen swimmer brother. Oh, dear. And Imogen handled herself very well oh, in yeah. front of the paparazzi, I thought. She's excellent. Yeah. She's really going to be a lawyer. She's going to give Toadie a run for his money. Oh, could you imagine if this baby lawyer comes in and just takes all of Toadie's clients? She will, and she'll probably finish uni in like a year and a half. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they she- won't want to – I mean – are they really going to, like, have her at uni for six years? No. Yeah. She'll start now. She'll start taking classes now before she even finishes usual. Yeah, maybe in secret and then it'll just pop up after six months. Oh, I've actually yeah. completed 12 units. Of, yeah. Um, I've done all of torts. my electives. I've done torts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was amazing. Meanwhile, Chris is still, poor old Chris, still recovering in the hospital and people now have to come to him and talk to him while he's in his coma. And we find out that Chris is George's best friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, even though a while ago Chris was Amber's best friend and Amber doesn't even go to the hospital this week. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like best friends are loose term on Randy yeah. Street. It's like in high school when your best friend changes. Yeah. I think it's just basically it's whoever you hung out with most this week. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the media throng. Uh, the whole street's judging Josh. Naomi's blanking him. Like two days ago you were in the hot tub with the guy. Now you don't yeah. want to know him. No. She says, Chris needs me more right now. Yeah. Mm. Meanwhile, no one can contact Chris's family. So they're trying to ring his mum and dad who apparently on ho- are on holidays in the Greek islands. Yeah. Didn't take their mobiles. No. No mobile, no Facebook because he couldn't set it up. Actually, I do relate. My Greek dad almost had a Facebook but kind but said of no. gave up okay. in the, during the setup process. Yep. <laughs> but he's got, a, he's got his own website, greekvoice.net. So I'm pretty sure I could contact him in Greece. Yeah. Plus, they couldn't find a Greek-speaking person to speak to the grandmother. It's Melbourne. They couldn't find one relative in a Greek family in Melbourne? They just, couldn't find one auntie, one cousin? They couldn't hack into his whatever they're going to call Facebook and just put a note out, can someone please call? Yeah. Even like, if his dad's not tag, on Facebook. Tag him. My Greek put a cousin, photo up. My Greek cousins in the village all have Facebook. Yeah. There's no excuse that they couldn't get onto anyone from his family. And Colette Nan's calling him, yeah. calling her his yaya. I couldn't call his yaya. Then they're all saying yaya. It's yaya. It's not oh, really? hard. It's wrong. It's yaya. Oh, do do get onto the search engine. Yeah. Type in how to pronounce yaya. Yeah, and, and it'll be a tell little, you a uh, microphone button. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you could say Chris Hospital, and the yaya. You could even yuck a toast on the end of Chris. Christos. Yeah. Christos Hospital. Sick. Come now, yeah. and it. You'd get the job done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Could look that up on the search engine. Yes. Whatever that is in Greek. Yeah. Um, and she could dial, uh, she could do a translation and then 
You know, they go and get Chris's parents off the beach, by the way, who had lots of problems three months ago, and now they're just hanging out on a beach. Yeah, how can they afford a Greek island holiday with her gambling debt? Yeah, apparently a couple of months off the pokey machines and she's she can afford a Greek holiday. Maybe she had a good win before she gave it up. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess they're not paying accommodation. No, they're staying with Rellos. All the Rellos that are in Greece are not in Melbourne. Yeah. They're, they're, they're suddenly very Greek. Yeah. Yeah. So Nate's on the outer and he, he's confiding in Susan. So Tarage is coming in and raging on Nate. Then we have this really sweet, beautiful moment at Chris's bedside where mm. Nate, Nate goes to him and starts talking to him about, I don't know you very well, but I know that you get hungry in the afternoon, so I brought you some chips and I brought you my Eagles scarf because I know you hate the Eagles. Yeah, I actually thought that was like the cutest thing I've ever seen. It was gorgeous. And he put it across his chest and he said, well, you're going to have to wake up to take this off. Yes. Aww. I thought that was some of the most beautiful writing. Like he had a little cry and held his hand. Yeah, yeah. it was lovely. It was really sweet. And it did kind of make you think, okay, maybe he didn't hit him. No. And he just got freaked out because he didn't know how to deal with the whole situation. Yeah. That um, was nice. I want him to be innocent. I don't care if Josh is guilty. <laughs> I Yeah. I, th- I feel like it's got to be the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. The rando. But I, I'm actually like, I'm a bit concerned because we've got a gay character who's possibly indigenous. Yeah. We can't make him a, a coward puncher. He, he can't be the villain. No. He can't be yeah, the villain. It's too much. Like, don't bring someone like that in to just pull them out. No. No. So, you know. And I'm always scared of that because they did that with the Kapoors. Yeah, that's Look, true. we're going to give you a diverse family. Oh, nope. See you later. Okay. Yeah, they've got to go back to another country. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> so... Everyone's dark on Therese because she's walking around judging everyone, accusing Nate in the middle of the waterhole, yelling at Lauren who won't who won't lie to the police. And I really respect Lauren for going, I'm not going to lie to the cops, mate. It was pretty easy. Yeah. Like she could have said, oh, all right, well, this whole problem is going to be gone yeah. with Therese and Brad and if she just comes to the rescue here. Yeah. And, and she, you know what? She wasn't really going to lie. She was just going to point something out. <laughs> she was going to say... Maybe you should look a little bit deeper into this guy's past. Yeah. I mean, and it's not like his past is a lie. No. That's there for anyone to find, apparently. Why isn't the dad cop investigating all these avenues anyway? They just ruled him out immediately. Yeah, they were like, they love each other. That's it. That's it. So then it takes us to the graffiti on the driveway. Oh, my. (sighs) Look, we've had some great graffiti over the years in Erinsborough, and it's all got to be G-rated. This graffiti, so the Willis's come home. The Willis's, so the, no, Josh was with Paige. That's right. Because Paige is the one that's that's supporting Josh pretty much. Yeah, Imogen doesn't give two shits. No. Imogen's like, wow, you punched a guy. I'm out of here. Good luck, mate. Yeah. She's like, when you're in prison, maybe I'm going to bring in some magazines. Yeah, I but, can give you a little bit of legal advice while I'm at uni, but... Yeah, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, no. I'm yeah. not even going to help find you a lawyer. No. Nah. No, nah, I'm out. She's out. So She's Paige got is bigger in. fish to fry. She's in love with that, you know, bag of air. Lampshade caftan wearing. Yeah. <laughs> ball of fluff. So Paige has stepped in. They come home on the driveway is written, coward puncher here. Yeah, with this arrow that goes around the words and then up. Yeah. And it's in a very vivacious green. Green, yellow. Very neat. Yep. Very, very neat. Very neat hand. To be honest, I felt like Susan did it. <laughs> it was a teacher's handwriting. Yeah. yeah. Or, well, Colette Nan was pretty pissed. She was, but I feel like her handwriting wouldn't be that neat. Mm. 
like you know when you go to a bar or a cafe and they're writing down the the order. Oh yeah, yeah, it's not neat. Yeah, yeah. She's not doing the chalkboard specials. No, but Susan. Yeah, Susan. Yeah, no, Susan can't bend down on the driveway like that. That's true, and she's got a cold. She's got a cold. She's (laughs) done nothing. So they've all come in to try and work out who's done the graffiti. Paige is awesome throughout all of this, by the way. Mm. She just she gets down on her hands and knees and starts cleaning that graffiti cleaning right away. I I just don't think I know that coward punch takes away the kind of the power behind King Hit. But I just don't think coward is enough of an insult. Yeah. I would have preferred if someone had written Gutless Wonder lives here on the driveway. Yeah, or just like I hate you or <laughs> you suck. But coward, oh, I don't know, but here with the arrow and it was very descriptive. <laughs> it's like don't confuse it with the house next door, this house. It was like an I'm with stupid t-shirt. <laughs> It really was. I'm with the coward and puncher. It was so neat. Imogen would have gotten her hands on one of those t-shirts and just walked around with it. Yeah. I'm with the coward puncher. <laughs> Don't judge me. So Josh is feeling the lowest of lows. He mm. just can't get a break. And Amber pops in. Oh, yeah. Amber yeah. wants to help. And she touches his knee. I just, oh God, I don't want them to get back together because, <laughs> because I keep forgetting that they're not related. This whole episode, I forgot that Matt wasn't Josh's dad when he was interviewing him in the cop shop. Oh, yeah. They look more similar than Brad and Matt. Yeah. So Josh wants to do something because he feels useless. They're in the coffee shop and Paige puts a donation into Lou's illegitimate daughter's donation fund. Oh, yeah. Maylin. Maylin's yeah, yeah. Cambodian Orphanage Fund or whatever yep. it is. And then Josh goes, ah, ha, ha. I'll fundraise. For jo- for Chris's medical bills because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we all know he can't afford them because his parents spent all their gambling debt money yeah. on a hotel on a holiday and to Greece. Chris just probably doesn't have healthcare. No, no, he's he, the mechanics union doesn't yeah. offer it. Yeah, no, they don't offer it. So, and he hasn't done his research, and he's probably not thirty one yet, so he probably hasn't got down and organised that. <laughs> so Josh's brilliant idea is to gather up all of his medals. Oh. And Commonwealth Games memorabilia. Ego much. <laughs> and he's going to sell them. Who is buying <laughs> no. a failed athlete's medal? It's not even a Commonwealth or an Olympic medal. No. It's like the Erinsborough meat track. <laughs> it's the Dingo's Gym car- sports carnival. Oh, oh, he's definitely not. Oh, he's, the sales at the gym, they're going to go right down. Oh, Brad's he- going to have to step in. He hasn't done any shifts at the gym this week. He really hasn't. Is the gym even open? Because there doesn't to- seem to be other people that work there. They were trying to save it last week and now this week. No, it's done. No. No, to be honest, no one's going to Coward Punch Gym. Deco- Mysterious Dakota should buy the gym and turn that she into should. a bar. Maybe she will. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be a, a feature to be like treadmills and you can have a cocktail while you're exercising yeah 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 like really sex in the city like you know like with the martini glasses that are sloshing from slide to slide and high heels yeah so he's trying to sell his medals um amber comes to help him where's imogen again imogen doesn't care no she's probably got study on to be honest she's not going to throw away the rest of her life for her idiot brother exactly Mm. so chris wakes up chris wakes up and nate's right there Yes, and Carl has been on shift for five days. <laughs> and he keeps doing this thing where he, he says all this medical jargon and then people look at him blankly and then he realizes Oh and he goes, Oh sorry. Oh, sorry. I mean You're he, an idiot. <laughs> he got he got hit in the head. <laughs> He's like a medical hematoma to the forehead or blah 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 blah. In English, please, Carl. <laughs> He's got a headache. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so he's been on shift for a while. I don't think he's been home to check out Susan's cold at all. No. Really? Poor Susan. So Chris wakes up. 
Chris wakes up and then and then Josh comes around with Paige because they want to find out all they can about Chris's condition. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, Carl's just walking past. And maybe he's going home. Yeah, maybe. He says, I can't tell you anything about a patient's condition. And then he immediately proceeds to tell them everything about Yeah, he's like physios. He's got a lot of, long road ahead of him, I yeah. think he calls it. Another dark day for Erinsborough Hospital when <sighs> Carl can't go 40 seconds without spilling the beans on a patient's medical file. He needs to get home and tell Susan everything. This is That's what, what he needs to This do. is what happens when you roster doctors on back-to-back all yeah. week. Yeah, they lose their morals. Yeah. Yeah. Not that Carl. Carl's no. morals are questionable yeah, anyway. No. The thing is that Chris wakes up and he sort of points at Nate. Yeah, he kind of mumbles and... He d- He's like, Nate... Oh, I want to. I don't. I know. I don't want Nate to be bad. But he also can't remember what happened. No. And but um, Carl doesn't really want it to come back right now because it's too stressful. Yeah, because not remembering what the hell happened to you isn't stressful. Yeah, and I love how in errands where you wake up in a hospital, you don't remember what happened, but that's all right. You're 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 not stressed out about that. No, you've got your private room right right off <laughs> the foyer. <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't have enough healthcare, but no. he's got a private room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dr. Carr looking after him. Jessica's probably going to be down soon. Josh is going to have to sell a lot of medals and yeah. penance to yeah. pay for that private room. Yeah, a lot of Pilates classes on the lawn because he's going to lose his job. So yeah. he's going to have to do private gigs. Yeah. And I don't even think he has a qualification of any description. Yeah. No. no. So the Willis's really go hard on getting Toady to be their lawyer. Yeah, they go back. Yeah. And Toadie has this epiphany about helping people. Mm. So he says, I can't help, I can't be Josh's lawyer because I'm friends with Chris and I don't do this type of law. Yeah. You and, but he says, I don't want people to take, think I'm taking sides. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he could have used some jargon. Yeah. Like, isn't it a conflict of interest maybe? Well, definitely. Yeah. Like, why doesn't he say, look, this is a conflict of interest and I just can't do it. And then, and then Brad would go, in English, please. <laughs> oh, <although. laughs> Um, I don't want to be your lawyer. But also, Tony, grow some balls and tell your neighbours to stop mooching off of your free or mate's rates legal advice. Yeah. And just, like, he's a corporate lawyer now. They're not paid. The Gabbana's and Sons. The Gabbana and Sons case needs your time. And I don't think any of these people are paying. No, I don't think they are. For your services. No. I mean, Therese has a job and she's high-flying in her job. Yeah. But Brad's a bit flat. Floater. No. And Josh has lost his job, Thank- let's be honest. That's and- that's why Therese wants Toady, is he's cheap. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. She's just looking after the back pocket. The court case will probably happen next week too. Like, they'll turn yeah. this around. Yeah, there's no... <laughs> There's no, there's no waiting no. for the court. There's no remand centre no. here at the, <laughs> the, in the Erin's borough. And so, because Toadie's agreed to take him on because he's principled and he wants to help people and Naomi finds this very attractive, a very attractive quality in Toadie. Mm-hmm. And now you didn't watch the end, did you? No. <sighs> okay. Toadie decides, I'm going to take Josh's case on. He immediately has this huge law book in front of him at the cafe. Like, mm-hmm. what, what is he looking up? That you can't find on, on the, the search, search engine. engine. <laughs> it seems to be a pretty black and white assault charge. Yeah. What's well, in his big tome? I think whatever extra gave him the alcohol is actually the one that's going to be in trouble. Yeah. So Naomi goes home to Sheila and says Toadie's going to represent Josh and Sheila's not happy. And then Naomi's like, I'm going to stand by Toadie. Toadie's got principles, blah, blah, blah. Jared. Jared, Jared. means well. And Sheila goes, why did you call him Jared? And oh. Naomi says, because I'm still in love with him. Oh. <laughs> I mean, she was just hooking up with an 18-year-old who's quite stealth. <laughs> and Toadie? Toadie. 
He can't even like he's got to ride a bike for four blocks to to get in bed with his wife. Oh. He doesn't have he doesn't have the stamina for two women. Doesn't no. Finally, Lou brings up the fact that Amber and Daniel are engaged. We didn't mention the dad's like, nah, it's not happening. He's yeah. not even going to talk about it because it's so ludicrous. He doesn't even want to enter into a discussion yeah. about Can it. Can you imagine poor dad like having grandchildren of these two? You know, they're going to breed the Aryan race. Those two. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They're going to have to move to the Gold Coast. It's, it can't yeah, happen in Ramsey Street. Yeah. Definitely. No one bats an eyelid that these teenagers are engaged. And so we have Josh's affair with Naomi just brushed aside, no fallout. Mm-hmm. And then Amber's engagement. Again, everyone's like, I'm not even going to talk about it because it's not going to happen. It's stupid. So finally, thankfully, Lou brings it up and says, you're a bit young. This is not a great idea. Yeah. And then Madge gets brought up. I yes. saw that a little one night. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about Lou's flame, the the candle he held for Madge. Yeah, oh, Madge. Except oh, I was expecting him to say when Amber said, you had your one soulmate. Cheryl. Yeah, I was expecting him to go, actually, I had a few. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, really. The final storyline that we have is just Bailey getting ready for his space Aww. camp interview. And he spends the day with the girlfriend. Oh, that was cute. I was a little bit disappointed that they didn't make out. Yeah, I thought when he said, let's relax together, I thought, oh, here we go. Hello. <laughs> yeah. uh, on the blurb for this episode was, young love blossoms between two budding astronauts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So he went, he was studying all day for the interview and then he got booted out of his house for being annoying and mm. then he hung out with Alice for the rest of the day. Amber and they, was basically like, well, we're, we're not that smart here. No, <laughs> we can't answer any of your questions. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't have the search engine open. I love how on television there seems to be no relation between smart people and a family. No. Like there's always just an occasional genius like that comes from cafe owner and dad cop yeah um and there's nothing wrong with those people but no. they're not genius no, no they've got mason and amber and that makes genetic sense yeah it does i don't know if you happen to catch modern family this week no. it's a bit off track but the smart one in the family went to camp oh. and they all got along because they were stupid oh. so maybe if bailey gets into camp they can all just sort of get along maybe mason can come back they can just sort no, of do whatever d- take no. that back no, you don't Mason want Mason is not coming back. <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> do not do not want. Do not want. And then they had so they have such in-depth conversations about history that Lou yells at them and says, "What are you kids doing here? It's space camp interview time." Because Lou knows where all the interviews Lou are. Lou knows, Lou knows. So Lou's got to drive them both to the interview in a hurry. And he's suddenly allowed to drive. Like a week ago, he's in hospital and couldn't talk. And, and, he's, and he's got his voice back. Yeah. Things happen quick on in um, Ramsey Street, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Chris is probably going to be up like a plane kick to kick yeah. by, the, by next Friday. Yeah, he'll be fixing cars next week. But so for the record, yeah. you feel that Josh did the cow punch? N- well, no. Well, no? I, or you I, just I, want him to have done it? I understand Teresa's reasoning that maybe he punched him, but it was the fall that knocked him out and then someone else came and did something even worse. God. It's really complicated. Yeah. <laughs> that um, no one saw. All those punters that were waiting at the front of the water hole to get let in, no one noticed anything. No one. No one. And, no and one, taxi drivers that are just ambling past all the time. And no one even noticed who did the really lame graffiti. There's people in that street putting the bins out every 10 minutes and no one noticed. <laughs> it's always bin day. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I think it was the other guy, Ornate. Okay, no, no, I refuse to believe. Okay. That bedside conversation on so beautiful. has put me on Nate's side for life. Yeah, but I think it was the other guy, really. I think yeah. it was the other guy. Well, I'm really sold on the fact that Josh punched a lamppost. I think you're probably right, yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, so probably till next week. Yeah, that's. I'm a bit sad. I was. It wasn't. I was. It was a bit of a letdown. That's what happens when the drama's on Monday and Tuesday. Oh, I was uninspired. But hey, this is. We're going to have highs and we're going to have lows here at Neighbours. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Make sure you tweet with the hashtag Neighbours if you're tweeting Neighbours, and I can look through and find fun stuff. Wonderful. Thanks for listening. See ya.